Hello, Freedom Fighters. Really great to see everyone tonight. Um, I'm very excited um, to be talking with uh, Adam Albright, um, our leading expert with buying properties off the plan. And for those that don't know me, my name is Charmaine Adam. I'm one of the head property coaches here at Positive Property. If you can hear us loud and clear, just please type in the chat, G to G, good to go. Just let me know that you can hear us loud and clear. If you are watching the live tonight, hashtag live. And if you are watching the replay, hashtag replay. So tonight we're going to talk about all the tips and guides on how to buy properties off the plan because it's an exciting time in, in the property game and uh, in buying properties off the plan. A lot of property, we know there's a housing crisis, so there are a lot of property properties being built. And today's session is just all about giving you some tips and to answer any questions that you may have about buying properties off the plan. So Adam, anything you want to add? How are you, Charmaine? Really good, thank you. Good to see you. How's the new baby going? You going well at home? Really good. Uh, for those that don't know, I've just had a little munchkin for uh, four weeks old, and it's um, it's really she's beautiful. Four Her weeks. Four yes. weeks, little Georgina, sleeping well ninety percent of the time. That ten percent, you kind of like what's going on tonight. But look, it's it's been great, and it's good to be back on board with positive property. And I guess that's the lifestyle of being able to work from home and uh, still be be a mum and it's it's really great. All right. So what are we gonna what's our subject for tonight? Where are we gonna where are we gonna start? So we've got some uh, so tonight's all about buying properties off the plan because as you know Adam there is a housing crisis and it's yeah. very hard to get um, brand new completed built properties. <coughs> um, so a lot of um, investors are looking to buy off the plan. So um, so I, we've got a few questions. So let me just bring some questions that a few people have, have asked us. So I guess one of the questions with buying off the plan is why does it take so long for the land to be ready? Uh, okay. So, okay. So the main question was buying off the plan. So you're buying off the plan. You're not buying something that's ready, completed to go now. It's something that you're buying for the future. So a developer may be in the early stages of getting their development approval applications quotes for civils, might be in the early stages of getting these done. What the process used to be is not what the process is anymore. It is delayed anywhere from three to 18 months, I've heard rumours. Mm -hmm. So you could put your deposit down now but not have your, your piece of property for 18 months' time. The, the main delays are civil construction in southeast Queensland, for example, is really busy, can't get anyone. Councils are very slow with applications at the moment because there's so many applications coming through. Um, they're, they're, yeah, they're probably the main two reasons I can, I can come up with at the moment. Fantastic. And those that are listening right now, if you have any questions about buying off the plan, please type them into the chat so that we can um, assist you and, and, and shed some light. Um, but there are some benefits also with, with house and land as well. So there may be delays in land being registered, but... I mean, what's the benefit of having land yes. just in there whilst you're waiting for, for registration? So, okay, so let's just cast out, like all of us have been, have seen what's happened in the property market since COVID started, for example. Let's go back, what, four years, roughly COVID, three, four years. So if you went and bought a house and land package three, four years ago and then went to settle it today, you've more than, you've doubled your money. Where So if you buy something, for example, today, which may not be ready for 12 months, 18 months, 24 months, the property price 
over the last four years of, of what we've seen happen is will go up. Correct. So that's the big advantage. So you're basically you're putting a thousand dollars down, maybe ten percent on the land component. So let's say your land sits anywhere between two hundred to four hundred thousand for a block of land. You're putting between twenty thousand and forty thousand deposit in, but then that could then double in. 12, 18 months, two years' time. Exactly. And we've got a question here. So buying off a plan, I'm assuming you mean new builds from scratch. Would this be like buying a home and land package? Yeah, like we just talked about. So if you buy a block of land, you put your deposit down, your land may not be ready for 12 months, 18 months, but you're locking in at today's prices. So back during the later COVID years, so 2021, 22, builders come up with this found this new clause in the contract that it was a not only exactly something to do with a, a national emergency or a worldwide emergency they could increase the price of their fixed price contracts a few builders chose to do this only to save to save their backside because um for example a lot of materials went up almost doubled which means builders margins weren't enough to cover the um the price increase, so they had to pass some of those costs on to buyers. So that's that's what's happened over the years. Fantastic. And, you know, buying properties that are brand new, there are so many tax benefits. And this is why part of our um, strategy is to buy properties that are brand new so that we can get those tax benefits and, and, and offset that against our, our income tax. Mm -hmm. So I guess another question is, you know, you know, as we're kind of mapping out the journey of a, a house and land package, yep. you know, once um, once the land has settled, like what do you do next? Like what is the next step? So you've, you've purchased a house and land package. The land has yep. finally settled. Um, so settlement yep. entitlements, is that correct, Adam? Beg your pardon? Settlement. Land settlement means that the, the land is titled? Yeah, land is titled. Yeah, so basically we, you can't settle on a block of land until you get the title. So once you get the when the titles are released, you then settle on the block of land. So then you now own that block of land. You're responsible for that block. Um, so the question was, what's the next stage? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, so the land settled. Yeah, okay. What happens next? What's the next part of that house and land package? There's two ways to, two ways to, 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 to go about this. You can either pay the builder their 5% deposit prior to settlement and they will start the back end. So soil tests, contour, engineering, um, construction plans, colour consultancy, all these things will be started in the background. So once your land's ready, ready to settle, the builder is pretty much ready to lodge for um, building, building approvals. Or... You can either sit there and wait for the land to uh, title and settle, and then you can pay the builder, and then they will start that process. That process anywhere between six to six to twelve weeks to get a building approval done. Got it. And then once they've got that building approval, then construction starts. Oh, once, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. So once you get your building approval done, a, a normal builder should be on site within two to four. Oh, Two to three weeks, they should be on site, starting the foundations, starting the, the the site cut, and making sure that site's ready for construction. Fantastic. And another question: Why does it take so long to get building approvals to start construction? Like, what what what's what's that about? Well, that's a good question. It depends on what state you're in, and as I've just mentioned in the, our last piece, it's when you pay your deposit. So, 
if you chose to not pay the builder any deposit um, pre-title pre-land settlement let's call it pre-land settlement the builder has to then do all this work soil test contours engineering all this has to happen after we're going through a building boom it's not you can't just go hey i want a soil test tomorrow you need to book that in hey i need engineering tomorrow book that in where if all this is done prior to your settlement then you can you can then have a, have a big jump start to getting the whole process started Fantastic. And don't forget, if you've got any questions about buying off the plan, please let us know. We're here to give you some tips and and, and um, when buying. I mean, are there any tips as a buyer that you can um, think of that would help that process along or make that process that little bit easier for the buyer? Well, pretty much, in my opinion, if, if the banks will allow it or if you've got the funds to do it, I would always pay the builder their 5% deposit early before settlement mm -hmm. because that allows them to get all these smaller items locked away so what will happen you'll settle on that land you'll be paying interest to hold that land while the builder gains all this information where if you had all this done when you didn't even own the land you're you're you know you're two months ahead of your interest repayment straight away fantastic and also small um brings that window a bit closer to a construction being started completion. but but as i said like you're paying interest on uh, two hundred thousand, four hundred thousand dollar block of land for two months or three months while the builder is getting this information together where you won't be doing that if you've already got the information sorted out Fantastic. but yeah yeah as, again a lot of people haven't got the five percent for the build as well a lot of banks won't release the five percent until until you know the, the, the land has settled so it's a bit of a 50, so just 50 finding yeah. that little sweet spot to see what yeah. you're doing if you are in a position to do it then it's right. visible then you're shortening your your window of when construction can start um fantastic and look, when it comes to, to to building the property i mean what are the time frames we're looking at and you know is it six months i remember the old rule of thumb was you know properties to be built in six months now yeah. i'm seeing all the, the 10 months <laughs> And I suppose again, it also comes back to to, to which which state you're building in. Um, I know in WA, this positive property's got quite a few houses under construction. Your build time over there is anywhere from ten to twelve months. South Australia, your build times anywhere from sort of South Australia six months to nine months. Queensland, you're sort of sitting around the six to seven months. So it depends on on what state you're building in is is how long the time frame is to build a house. Fantastic. And I guess um, another question, let me just bring up some more questions. Yeah, sure. Good to kind of have a bit of a an idea of um, how the, the buying off the plan actually works. Um, I mean, what about price increase? <laughs> Sorry. What about price increases? I've been sick, so you can probably hear it in my voice and through my random coughs, it just comes up every now and again. So, uh, so okay, so price increases from the build perspective is, I guess, what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, I'm guessing you're from the build you know, perspective. Okay. There's a lot of concern so, you know, the prices are going to continually go up and there's always that concern that, you know, around prices continuing. Yeah, so so, so most, most builders who, who, who we deal with haven't passed that price increase on but as i think we touched a little bit earlier there are builders who are that 
who can't afford to carry that sort of increase. So some builders might put the price up twenty, thirty thousand dollars just to just to maintain their their presence in the market because you don't want i think george used that that famous saying of um something about an airplane taking off and you'd rather the airplane take off and be safe than the airplane taking off and not be safe as in spending time on the tarmac that's that's like being being with a house builder you'd rather be with a house builder who finishes your house and does not go bankrupt halfway through or you know, takes two or three years to finish and then doesn't quite finish either. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, if it costs you a little bit of extra, but you've made, you know, let's say you, you bought the land at 200, the land's now worth 300, the build cost has gone up 30, you're still up $70,000. Yeah. And it means your builder won't go bankrupt. And, you know, we've been positive, we've been doing this for well over 10 years, touch wood. We've had no builders go under because we choose the right builders who make the right decisions throughout throughout their their process. Like because because we're a volume company, these guys don't come to us lighthearted and say, "Hey, we need to just take money off you for no reason." Mm. They come to us and say, "Guys, we need this to make our company viable." Because you don't want a company who's not viable, and then halfway through your build, they shut down. And it's really good that you mentioned that because um, it's really important as an investor that you do your due diligence on builders and developers because there has been a lot of, um, you know, interesting, you know, media releases of what's been happening with um, purchase uh, properties, you know, buying off the plan and so forth. And what's the kind of process that or what are you looking for in a developer and a builder that helps you feel that confidence and that safety that this is the right um, opportunity and the right property and the right builder and developer for, yeah. for my investment? Well, it's so, it's so, it's so, yeah, it's a good question, but we sort of we sort of rest on our like I've been doing this for twenty odd year twenty plus years, so I rely on people who I've been in business with for the last twenty odd years. So you see all these new new companies come on board and all these all these new people come on, and what they do is we in the industry we call it a race to the bottom. So everyone's racing to get the cheapest price. Everyone's just like. Or I'm going to undercut you. I'm going to cut you. Where at the end of the day, it's a race to the bottom. You're all going to you're all going to go bankrupt, guys. Mm. Where if you go with someone who's a little bit more expensive, a solid business with a solid business model, you know that the house is going to be built, be built with quality, and they won't go bankrupt. Mm. But, and that's what everyone's scared of at the moment. People are scared of builders going bankrupt. The country's got a housing shortage, and I can tell you why because people are too scared to build. Back when I started, people would love to buy a house and land package. Now they're all too concerned that any builder they choose will go bankrupt. Mm. It's not that, the case. If you choose the right builder, you're fine. You, well, you should be fine. <laughs> well, tell us a bit about HR. Careful, careful what your words we use there. You should be fine. <laughs> um, tell us a bit about the, the HIA and how they kind of come into to the play of, of, of properties oh. and builds. That's almost like an illegal subject at the moment. I don't know if you've been watching a current affair and Channel Nine News. Um, the, look, the HIA is a governing body who's there to protect the end user. There's also there's also you know, every house that's built. There's an insurance policy which covers you, which is fine. You're covered by insurance. So yeah, 
I'm not really going to touch much on HIA. Fantastic. And look, well, I'm just conscious we do have to leave very shortly to go into our, our members um, our members coaching group shortly. So if you do have any questions, please bring them in um, before we go. Um, whilst building, do you need to have insurance on the land or do you need insurance at all? Well, it depends. Once again, this one's almost off the record. <laughs> um, it's up to you. So... The only reason you need to have insurance in the land is if some kid or some human, someone comes onto your land, breaks their leg, then yes, they can sue you. Mm -hmm. The chance of someone coming onto your block of land, falling over, breaking their leg, I would say would be pretty low. So if you ask me if I would do it, maybe not. But you, you, yeah, so the question is you don't have to have it. No. But it's up to you whether you feel it's important to have it. Important to you, yeah, that's right. If, if you if you've got, for example, you're at the end of a cul-de-sac, you're heads of kids who play basketball on your block of land every Friday afternoon, I would potentially have it. But if you're in the middle of a development site, the chances of having someone come on there, break their leg, and then decide to actually sue you, we're not quite America yet. <laughs> I wouldn't be wasting my money on insurance on a block of land, but. Yeah. Mind you, I have never checked the price. It might be very cheap to have insurance on a block of land. Got it. And we've got a follow-up question for that one, which yep. is, so really it's liability insurance yeah. more. Yeah. Spot, on. Spot on. Exactly. That's what it is. Because because what else are you insuring? Like you can't start a fire on it. You can't steal it. You can't break it. The only insurance you're really getting is to make sure that there's no one hurts themselves on your block and then comes and sues you. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I've never... Never heard of anyone. Actually, yeah, no, I haven't. I've never heard of anyone being sued for hurting themselves on a vacant block of land. So I'm going to go two more questions before we wrap up, Adam, and then we'll get going to our private members group. Um, look, look, give us a tip. If something was to go wrong with your build, who would you contact? Where would you go? Okay, so just slow the question down. So if you're building a you're building a house, house and land package. Yeah. You got an issue. Is that Correct. what you're saying? Like you're asking Correct. why. Who would you contact for, for assistance or help? If you're going through positive property. Not through positive property. I'm kind of giving a more generalized yeah. tips for the public because there are a lot of viewers here that might be doing this outside yeah, of positive property. Enough. If you were with positive property, you would have all yeah, of yeah, you have the circle of safety. Okay, so if you were building a house through, let's say, you know, Metricon, let's, I don't know, let's bring up a name. I'm thinking of a big company. Let's say Metricon. So you should have a client liaison officer or manager to look after your file. So you would then go to that particular person and say, hey, I've got an issue with A, B, and C, and then hopefully they can go and get it get it sorted out for you. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. And we've got one more last question before we uh, move on to our next group. If something happens with an accident with contractors, will they have their own insurance for that? 100%. Someone gets hurt on the machinery <laughs> or walking. Well, that's a good question. Thank you, Mr. Facebook, Mr. or Mrs. Facebook, you know, user. So we can't your username, so we're just going to call you beautiful person. <laughs> thank you, person. Um, so what that comes down to is that basically once you start building a house, technically the builder takes over your block of land. So, yes, you still own it, but you cannot even without, according to the contract, you cannot go into you cannot enter that property without um, approval from the builder. So the, the builder 
has full insurance, full public liability, full everything on your block of land. And even yourself as the owner is not allowed to enter that block of land or enter your house that's being built without approval from the builder. So you just wipe your hands clean and go, right, if you handed it over to the builder and then the builder, it's a thing at the end called a handover. They will then hand the, hand the property back to you once they've completed their construction period. Fantastic. And uh, we've got another beautiful Facebook. Thank you. Ha ha. <laughs> Fantastic. So look, before we go, Adam, is there any other tips that you would uh, recommend? So obviously making sure um, that you know, you, you're, you've done your due diligence on the builder and the developer, always checking through your contracts, being very clear of your of your contracts, your obligations. Anything else that you would add as a, a one last tip before we um, leave tonight's session? As in, like, the building side? Like, you know, I'd just be real careful. No, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, yeah. So the main thing that I would look at is be careful on, there's a couple of things. The items that are included in your contract make sure you've got them all ticked off. Just remember, a lot of builders don't include fencing, landscaping, driveway, letterbox, a small thing like a, a TV antenna booster, mm. um, um, blind, um, blinds, blinds. Um, like all these small items you don't think about, but then when you get your house handed over, you're like, oh, shit, I need to spend money on, you know, $10,000, $20,000 extra once the house is completed. So I've been looking at those sort of things. And part B, there's a clause called uh, liquidated damage or or delayed payments. Most HIA building contracts has it down, I think it's 250 per week, mm -hmm. where if you negotiate with your builder, you can put that up to $500 a week, $750 a week. Depends on the value of the contract, even $1,000 a week. I would be looking at putting your delayed damage, liquidated damages or delay so every day the house is not built after the time i would put that in at a higher price so you've at least covered your mortgage for the land while the builder has delayed the build oh that's fantastic i love that that's a great little hack right there yeah that's a good that's a real good one fantastic so where yeah, about give that between you and me please <laughs> Fantastic. Look, Adam, it's always a pleasure to have you on and sharing your expertise when it comes to, no to building and, and developing uh, properties. Uh, we've got a beautiful comment here. Lots of value, guys. Appreciate the explanations on many questions. So Freedom Fighters, have a great Thursday night. Look forward to our next session next week. And, Adam, I'll see you in the next group. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Thanks, everybody. Bye.